We are grateful that you allow us to worship you on this day. And God, we are so overwhelmed with the grace that you choose to give us that you, the God of the universe, would love us. And so God, we thank you for Jesus. Because as we just sang, like Lazarus, you have risen, uh, you have allowed us to be resurrected, a new life. And God, as we look out in our world, in all of our spaces, wherever we may be right now, we know that our world is in desperate need for you. Whether it's the experience of war or shortages or inflation, political unrest, divisions, God, while we may look to solutions to the problem, the, we're aware that you are the one who brings peace and love and grace and forgiveness. And so, God, we ask for your peace. We ask for your grace. We ask for your love. We ask for your forgiveness in any circumstance. God, even in our own lives, God, we may be struggling with financial decisions or relational challenges or, or God, whatever it may be. Maybe a diagnosis. And so, God, we ask that you would be in each circumstance. Because, God we are aware that you are the one who can make a difference in our lives and in the lives of the people around us. And so God, now as we continue to worship you in all of our spaces, God, I pray that you would be honored and glorified and that we would be encouraged and inspired. And God, we thank you. We thank you again for Jesus. We thank you for forgiveness and we thank you for opportunity to live a life of meaning in this world. And we pray all these things in the name of the one who loves us more than life itself. It's in the name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. And amen. Hello and welcome to Hope. My name is Heather Mandela, and whether you are joining us online or in person, I want to welcome you today. If you are new this week, I'd love to invite you to head over to meethope.org today. Or in the building, you could scan the QR code on the back of the chair in front of you. At meethope.org today, you will find ways to get to know Hope better or to get involved for the first time. Also, you'll find a Give button. If you are in person, you are welcome to give digitally this way. But you also could go to one of the silver giving stations around the building if you would rather. Now, I just threw that out there. Like, like it's something we just do. Well, that's because it kind of is. 
Giving is a part of our relationship with God. Just like we are here together now to learn and grow, or like we gather in our small groups so that we can go deeper into relationships with each other and with God. Giving is like that too. We see it as one more way that we can learn to trust and praise God. Just like we volunteer our time, volunteering our finances also allows us to be an active part of what God is doing in the lives of others. And he is doing a lot of great things. There are so many ways you and your family can be a part of it as well. For example, we are super excited about the summer. Registration for our summer drama arts camp is now open. VBS is just over a month away. And our youth ministry has some great things ahead of them. Speaking of youth ministry, one of those amazing things, well, it starts today. Jason Shin, our new director of youth ministries, first day is today. We are so excited to welcome him and his wife, Jess. In fact, you're going to get the chance to meet him right now as Jeff talks a little bit with Jason. So, welcome Jason Shin. Thank you. Good to have you with us. Thank you very much. So you are literally here just as of when? You got here Friday? Friday. Friday. We drove from Michigan, so 11 hours. And a I'm beautiful driving. Beautiful driving, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, welcome. Good to have you with us. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Help us uh, get a little acquainted. Who is Jason Shin? Uh, well, he's a complex man. <laughs> um, I am uh, I'm married to Jessica. We've been married for 17 years. We have two dogs, Sala and Short Round. If you get those references, shout out to you. Uh, I've been doing ministry. I'm a pastor's kid. Uh, I've been doing ministry for over 20 years, doing youth ministry full-time, part-time, rural, suburban, big church, small church. Uh, it's just been, this. my life's goal has been to do youth ministry. And so just to be, be here at Hope uh, after a year of kind of being out of youth ministry and substitute teaching, mm. um, let me just say I'm just excited not to be substitute teaching right now. <laughs> um, it's, it's, uh, it was getting a little scary. The kids were done with school, basically, and they still had another month and a half to go. Uh, and so it was, I was uh, like, yeah. well, it's not too bad. I, I, I am sad to leave, but at the same time, see you, good luck. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> I did substitute teaching briefly, and it's, that's hard. <laughs> it was not easy, yeah. yeah target on your back and... <laughs> Let's yeah. see what we can get away with with the sub. Yes. So youth ministry for a lot of years. Um, what is it about youth ministry that, that calls you, that, that it fires you up? I think that students are absolutely amazing. Students have the, just, the, they ask amazing questions. They are unfiltered that I just appreciate. Um, and I think that the, when you can tell a student, you can, Jesus says you can change the world. A student believes it and says, when can we start? And they are, they just have this, this um, God-given excitement when you, mm -hmm. when you see them charged up. And I just have loved being a part of that, and I am privileged to be a part of that, and so I'm privileged to, to, to have hope uh, extend the call to me, and just, uh, it's been such a privilege, so. Well, we're excited to have you get started, and uh, to meet Jess and the pups. Uh, the dogs are not here, I understand. They're they are not. <laughs> we moved just two carloads full of stuff, so we, Jess is going to go back tomorrow, um, and she's going to be working on getting the house uh, sold. I'm just a, such a husband of the year for leaving my wife uh, for uh, 
for, to leave her with the house set up and stuff like that, but uh, I'll be going back and forth. But uh, we wanted to make sure we get started today. There's a mission trip meeting that I'm excited to be a part of. There is a youth group tonight that I just, ex- I'm, I'm just so excited just to see it and experience it. And so I just did not want to miss out. That's so. great. That's great. Well, we'll pray for Jess as she travels back and does all the hard work while you hang out with kids. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Wives are amazing. Yes, they are. Um, so let's, let's do that. Let's pray for uh, Jason, for Jess, as uh, they're in this transition, uh, leaving a place that's been home for, you're a Michiganer, right? I am a Michigander, yes, Michigander, sir. Michigander, yeah. Well, welcome to Jersey. Yes, sir. You you are in for a treat. <laughs> Jersey strong, baby. All right, so let's pray for Jason and for Jess. Lord, we give you thanks that um, you called this um, brother and uh, this family into our midst uh, to lead our, our youth and to um, be your hands and feet in this ministry. Lord, we know that you didn't call them here to go through all of the challenges that they're going to have to go through um, for a small reason. And so we have, um, we're just excited, Lord, to see your big dream for this ministry uh, take root in this place as Jason leads uh, these students into a deeper relationship with you, into new experiences of faith and community. And uh, Lord, all of the details of uh, transportation and uh, selling of, of the house and finding a place here, Lord, we entrust all of that to your hands and uh, know that you have a great plan for this couple as well. So we give you praise and thanks in Christ's name. Amen. 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 Jason, welcome, man. Thank you. Good to have you with us. Yes. So we have uh, some great folks here. Great music, huh? Was the music great this morning? Love the music. You know, to make great music takes skilled musicians, but not just skilled musicians, skilled musicians who will invest the time to practice both privately as well as together in an ensemble. Um, And this group is no different. So I know what goes on with these guys. They get the music that they're going to be doing weeks in advance so that they can listen to it, they can begin to practice on their own. And then the Thursday before the Sunday that they're going to be leading us in worship, that Thursday they come here and for two hours of really intense practice, they are up here working together and practicing um, to bring all of that together. And then they get here at about 7.30 on Sunday morning to do their warm-ups and any last-minute uh, tweaks and so forth that they need to do. And then they lead us both at 9 and at 10.30. And the other thing that I know about these folks is that each one on this platform has a desire and a commitment to get better to do what they do at the highest level that they're able to do it and to continue to press themselves to get better at it as they go on because they want to be able to give God their very best. 
and we get blessed as they give God their best, and they draw us into worship. And so they practice, and they're dedicated, they give of their time. That's what it takes to make great, great music. The other thing that it takes is a leader. It takes a leader. And so we have great leaders in our worship arts ministry as well. So, you know, in this series, I'm talking about jazz. And so as I have been learning about jazz, I did a little bit of research and a little bit of reading on a jazz leader and what's involved in that. And uh, so let me share with you this uh, description that I found uh, for a jazz leader or band leader. It says this, band leaders are talented performers who bring together musicians for a band or ensemble, select or create material for them, shape the music's dynamics, phrasing, and expression in rehearsals, and lead the group in performance while playing alongside them. Big job, right? They pull together the musicians, they give them the music, they help form the dynamics and the shape of the music in the rehearsals, and then in the performance, the leader is not only leading them, but is also playing his or her instrument as well. That's what a jazz leader does. In discipleship jazz, we have a leader. Jesus is our leader. Jesus called together an ensemble, right? He called together a group, and he gave them the music. He gave them the music. And the music that he gave is a new song. Jesus gave to this ensemble of followers around him a new song. And he describes this new song for us in the Gospel of John. In the Gospel of John, chapter 13, verse 34, listen to what Jesus said. So now I'm giving you a new commandment. Now wait there. Jesus says, I'm giving you a new commandment. Now, to you and me, that doesn't sound all that big a deal, right? To them, that was shocking. Nobody gives commands but God. Human beings can give laws, rules, regulations, recommendations, suggestions, but commandments come from God. Jesus, God in flesh, is giving what he said is a new commandment. It got their attention, and I pray it gets ours as well. I'm giving you a new commandment, Jesus said, and then he goes on. Love each other. Love each other. That's it? <laughs> I mean, it doesn't sound all that new, does it? love each other but it now rises to the level of a commandment this isn't a suggestion a recommendation this is a commandment from the living God love 
each other. But then Jesus gives it a new dynamic, a new shape, something more. This is how the verse ends. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Just as, just as I, Jesus, have loved you, you should love each other. Oh, yeah, that's, that's new. That's new. We are to love each other as Jesus loved, loves us. And we could talk for weeks and weeks. We can do series and have done series around how Jesus loves. I'm not going to do that this morning other than to say that Jesus' love involved sacrifice. Jesus' love involved giving up his own best interest for the interest of others. It had to do with serving others. Jesus' loving had to do with loving people who didn't look like him, sound like him, think like him, worship like him. Jesus' love involved turning the other cheek and even loving his enemy. Jesus said, you are to love each other as I have loved you. It's so simple. Right? And a couple of weeks ago, I talked about the difference between simple and easy. Simple is to boil something down to its essence, to its most significant, clear part. But that doesn't make it easy. It's going to take a lot of rehearsal for us to be able to play that song. Love like Jesus. So let me ask you a question. For those of you in the room, I'm going to make a statement. If you can say yes to the statement, I want you to raise your hand. If you're online, you can type in yes uh, into the comments. If you say yes to the statement. So here's the statement. Raise your hand, type yes. If you 100% love like Jesus, raise your hand. No? Yeah, me either. How many would say, my desire is to learn to love like Jesus? Raise your hand or type in yes. Yeah. I'm not there. Certainly not there 100% of the time. But my desire, my focus is that I want to learn to love like Jesus. So I want to talk about three aspects to this kind of love that we're talking about this morning. Three aspects. And the first is to say this, love is not a priority, it is the priority for followers of Christ. Love is not a priority, love is the priority for those who are following Jesus. 
What did Jesus say was the greatest commandment? Right? We just heard what he said about this new commandment, love one another as I have loved you. But before that, at another time when Jesus was being questioned by one of the religious leaders, by one of the um, lawyers of the day, he was asked the question, what's the greatest commandment? And you probably remember that Jesus answered first by reciting the Shema, which is the most familiar thing among people of the Jewish faith, then and still today. The Shema is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And when he said that, I'm sure everybody in the crowd went, yep. But then Jesus said, and the second is like it. The second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Connecting our love for the neighbor to our love for God. Love isn't a priority, it's the priority. The Apostle Paul understood this. The Apostle Paul, um, in the book of Romans, and I loved last week when Randy uh, and talking about scripture, said the, described the book of Romans as the constitution of the Christian faith. It's a great description. So in Romans chapter 13, verses 8 through 10, here's how Paul describes this. Paul said, Owe nothing to anyone except for the obligation to love one another. If you love your neighbor, you will fulfill the requirements of God's law. For the commandments say, you must not commit adultery, you must not murder, you must not steal, you must not covet. These commandments are summed up in this one commandment. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to others. So love fulfills the requirements of the law. All of the commandments, all of the laws contained in this one simple idea, this one simple act, this one simple perspective. Love your neighbor. Makes sense, right? If love is my motive, I'm not going to hurt people. And I don't need other laws in order to protect others from me. Because my motive, my desire, my purpose is about Loving like Jesus loved. And again, Paul really kind of brings it home in another letter he wrote to the church in Corinth. It's this chapter that we are all familiar with. You hear it at weddings all the time. <clears throat> but he's not in this chapter describing love between a husband and wife. It, it applies, but it's not about that. It's about the purest form of love. And at the start of that scripture... Paul says, look, you could have the most eloquent speech. 
the tongue of an angel. You could have deep knowledge of the things of God. You could have a faith so profound that you can move mighty mountains. You could give up all your possessions to the poor. But if they are not motivated by love, it's just a bunch of noise. Love is not a priority. Love is the priority. So the song that Jesus passed around to his bandmates is titled Love Like Me. Love Like Me. So love is the priority, right? Got that? We're good with that? Here's the second thing I wanted to share with you about this idea of love. The church is the band. Love is the song, church is the band. Where we learn to play the song, love like Jesus, with others who are learning the same song. Now, I've been in church leadership for a long time. Decades. Feels shorter, actually but it's been decades. And in the course of those decades, I have heard countless times people say, I don't need the church. I don't need the church to pray. I don't need the church to read the Bible. I don't need the church to do good things. Right? The church is full of hypocrites, posers, phonies, why would I go? For my whole ministry, I've heard that time and time, or versions of that time and time again. So why? Why the church? Why do we do this thing? Why do we gather? You don't need this to pray. You can pray at home. You don't need this to read the Bible. You can read the Bible at home. What's the point? Why do we do this? And for me, the answer, the clearest answer, the most compelling answer to that question, again comes from our band leader. Jesus, in John chapter 13, right where we left off at the beginning, right? So we read John chapter 13, verse 34, where Jesus gave the new commandment, the new song. Following that, this is what Jesus said. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Your love for one another will prove that you're my disciples. Not your knowledge of the Bible, not your theological perspective, not your political affiliations, not the clothes that you wear, the cross that you have on your neck, or the bumper sticker on your car. The world will know that we're his disciples. How? By the way that we love one another. 
That's why we gather. The church is a jazz band <laughs> with Jesus as the band leader, and he's teaching us this song, Love Like Me. And we practice it here together with each other. That's why we come. Our band rehearses on Thursday nights, I said that. And uh, I'm here because I've got a Bible study on Thursday nights. And so I often stand in the back of the worship space or out in the lobby and I listen to the rehearsals. And they'll be doing their thing and I'm out there thinking, man, that sounds great. But then Andrew will stop them. Like right in the middle of the song, it's very annoying. And he'll be talking to the instrumentalists and saying, you know, you drum, I want you, a chick-a-boom, chick-a-boom, I want that. And you're doing chick 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 I want chick-a-boom, chick-a-boom. All right. Talking to the bass guy, talking to the guitarists. The singers, the vocalists are up here talking to each other about, you know, when they're going to come in or how they're phrasing something. And, and there is all of this kind of redirection going on, all of this instruction going on. The only way that works is if those artists put their ego aside. Because they came in, they had been practicing on their own, right? So they knew what they wanted to do. But now the leader is saying, mm, yeah, I want you to do it a little bit differently. And they have to go, okay, the stuff I was practicing, I'm going to have to do it differently now. I have to work on this still. Notice I'm doing a guitar, like I play guitar. <laughs> air guitar, I am a master air guitarist. You ought to hear me rip it. All right. So they put their ego aside so that the whole sounds good together. That's what we do for each other. When we're together in community, we're going to step on each other's toes from time to time. We're going to get it wrong. We're going to say hurtful things or do hurtful things. And what do you do? Do you just walk away angry? Do you just go, they're all a bunch of hypocrites? They're a bunch of posers? No, the way that we get this right is just like the band you come to that person, you say, hey, when you said this, I don't think that was quite right. When you did this, I don't think that was quite what it looks like to love like Jesus. And you talk about it. And the approach Paul already gave us, the Apostle Paul, love your neighbor as yourself. Do for others as you would have them do for you. Right? It's the golden rule. So when I approach somebody, I do it in a way that I would want to be approached. I don't attack them. I'm not saying mean things to them. I'm sharing with them my heart and trying to work it out together. That's how bands work. That's how the music gets perfected. So love is the tune. The church is the band. Here's the third thing. Improvisation is the style. 
right? The church is a jazz band, so improvisation is a big part of jazz, right? Randy uh, Peterson, who preached last week, this is the second time I'm referencing Randy's message. That must have been a good message. If you missed it, you ought to check it on demand. Um, but Randy, who helped me put this uh, series together, was, uh, found this great quote by St. Augustine, or St. Augustine, depending on, it's the same guy, but some call him Augustine, some call him Augustine. I'm an Augustine kind of guy. We got any Augustinians? Yeah, okay. St. Augustine um, said this, love and do what you will. Love and do what you will. Notice, he's not saying here, whatever feel, feels good, do it, right? Love and do what you will. He goes on to kind of shape that out. Uh, Augustine says this, Let the root of love be in you, then what springs from it can be nothing but good. Let love be the root in you, and when it is, everything that springs from you can be nothing but good. Sounds like jazz, right? The Apostle Paul. Let's go to the, back to Paul. In the book of Galatians, chapter 5, 13 and 14, this is what he wrote. For you have been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters, but don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Rather, use your freedom to serve one another in what? Love. In what? Just checking to make sure you're with me. For the whole law can be summed up in this one command. What is it? Yeah. You getting the idea here? Over and over and over and over. Love is not a priority, it's the priority. We all play the same song, Jesus' song, love others like I love them. And everything that we do grows from that. And it sounds like jazz to me, right? Don't use your freedom to satisfy yourself, but use your freedom as a way to express love to others. In a jazz ensemble, that's how it works, right? So the band leader, they're playing a song, they're playing the music, and a band leader will throw it to one of the instrumentalists who then does a solo. Now the solo isn't playing a whole different song. The solo is taking the song that they're playing and forming and shaping it in their own unique way with their own unique instrument, working within the context of that song, but bringing their own flavor, their own nuance to it. What's going on inside of them, what they're hearing around them, they're bringing all of that into this solo that they're doing. And that's how we get to express our faith as well. God made you who you are. He wired you up 
as you are. He gave you talents and skills and passions and personality that is uniquely yours. And he wants you to express his love in ways that make sense to who you are. And to bring that as part of this ensemble, this band called the church. And I see this played out so many times in so many wonderful ways. And I could storytell from now until, well, I'm already over. Um, so, but there's lots of <laughs> ways that it's going on, right? So this past week, several families contacted us and said, you know, we know this is a tough time economically for, for everybody, but we're able to give some more, so we want to give more to help the church. It was an expression of love for this community of faith. Not looking for any credit, not looking for praise uh, from anyone but God, but using something they had to bless this church. This evening, our youth are going to be celebrating our seniors, right? Those students who are graduating from high school, going on to the next part of their life, but taking this night to let those students know how special they are to this ministry, to this community of faith. It's another way, creative way, that people get to express the love of Jesus to each other. Jason and Jess, we just heard their story. Pulling up all of the roots of their lives in Michigan, compelled by the Spirit to come here to pour into and invest into kids to show the love of Jesus in that way. Our food pantry, inviting people from around the community to help in this effort to help with food insecure people who are our neighbors. And they're doing it. And as they're seeing our food pantry at work, they're seeing a community of faith playing the song, the love of Jesus. our kids, our children, learning about ministries and social services outside of this church, hearing about them once a month in their, in their education part on Sunday mornings, and then finding ways to support those ministries and services. It's all of us together playing this song. When the love when the song is the love of Jesus or love like Jesus and the church is the band, everybody has a part. You have a part. Don't miss playing your part. Let's stand together for closing prayer. Lord, we get it. You gave us a new command. Love one another in the same way that you loved us. We're to love each other. So simple, Lord, and so difficult to do. And so, Lord, we want to get it right. So help us to practice well 
both on our own as well as as a part of this ensemble, this band called the church. So that the world, when they look at us, will know that we are your disciples. And all praise, glory, and honor be yours, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And all God's people agreed and said, Amen. Amen. Friends, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. And may the Lord be gracious to you this day and always. Amen. Have a great week.